Hello everyone, uh, my name is Jasmohan Bajaj. I'm Professor of Medicine at the Richmond VA Medical Center and Virginia Commonwealth University. I'm also the co-EIC of the American Journal of Gastroenterology, along with my colleague, Dr. Midi Long, who's Professor of Medicine at UNC in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And today we are delighted to have Dr. Asma Shaukat, who's Professor of Medicine at NYU Medical Center and at the New York Veterans Hospital who has published this article with some of her colleagues across multiple centers in the American Journal of Gastroenterology. This is adenoma detection rates in 45 to 49-year-old persons undergoing screening colonoscopy analysis from the GI Quick Registry. Welcome, Dr. Shaukat. We are very excited that you are here to discuss this paper. Thank you so much for having me, Jess. It's a, it's a pleasure. Okay, amongst the many things that we are struggling with nowadays with COVID, I think colonoscopy and colonoscopy screening juxtaposed with the population change with higher risk people now, the high risk starting from 45 to 49 years old. I think this is a very topical analysis of the GI Quick Registry. But could you give us a background and the rationale for this study overall? Absolutely. So, Jazz, as you just mentioned, we all saw that last year the colon cancer screening age for average risk men and women was lowered to 45. And as you know, we don't have great direct evidence of the benefit of screening in this group. And this change was largely based on modeling studies relying on some very sophisticated models. So truly the purpose of our study was to look at a national large repository and see if we could get some direct evidence and shed some light on the question that once we lower the screening age from 50 to 45, what is the effect we expect or might expect to see in terms of endoscopist or physician ADR, adenoma detection rates, and how that might inform us if we were to think about changing benchmarks or uh, altering them for this age group. Okay, thank you. And I think that's very important for us to, uh, now that we have this policy, we want to make sure how we actually fit that into our practice and modulate our benchmarks like the ADR, which is one of them. So mm -hmm. you use the GI Quick Registry. Can you give the readers and the listeners, I guess, for the podcast, some details of the background of what this registry actually is and what are the pros and cons of using this? Yes, audience will be happy to know that GI Quick is the largest repository. It's a quality benchmarking registry. That is, you submit uh, your performance indicator in this case for upper endoscopy and colonoscopy, although they will be expanding to other GI procedures. And they collate them in ways that are required by CMS and other payers for reimbursement. So essentially is a great tool for practices to not only understand how they're doing, but also submit their data for comparison with other practices from around the country and be uh, eligible for payments. And it's a great resource for practices that aren't parts of large healthcare systems where somebody is doing this for them. So that's the, the advantage is your data gets collated, it gets standardized according to national definitions and submitted to payers on your behalf. 
The downside, of course, is the cost involved and some resources, meaning there needs to be somebody at the site that can understand how best these data need to be entered into the GI Quick so that the analysis and the report cards make sense. But studies have shown that participating in registries in general and GI Quick specifically does improve quality of colonoscopy, such as you can expect improvements in ADR and also meeting benchmarks for sequel intubation and colonoscopy completion rates. Thank you so much for that clarification. And I think it puts into perspective what you actually found. So what were your main findings with respect to ADR in this population? As I mentioned, there are over 3,000 practices in the U.S. that contribute their data to GI Quick. So we had a pretty large group of uh, procedures to pick from. We focused on practices and endoscopists that submitted data for screening colonoscopy where they did not indicate that there was any high-risk feature, such as a family history or a personal history of colorectal cancer, and there were also no symptoms. So these were asymptomatic colonoscopies in average-risk individuals. And we wanted to compare specifically the group that's 45 to 49 that may have undergone screening to age groups that are 50 to 54, because that's the next proximal age group, but also to the overall screening group of 50 to 75. And what we found was overall, the adenoma detection rate for the same physicians that were also performing colonoscopies on individuals 50 and older, for the younger age group, their adenoma detection rates were several percentage lower, anywhere from one to 10 percentage points lower for this younger age group compared to the older age group. And the overall ADR was 28% for 45 to 49 year olds. And comparing that to 50 to 75 year olds, which was 36%. And this was statistically significantly different. Okay, thank you. And this actually puts into perspective the need for the ADR in the younger population and how that might change. But, but an intriguing question, since a lot of these were patients who were 45 and older, but this was before this policy or this recommendation was put together. Are you worried about there may be a selection bias uh, for why these people were getting these colonoscopies in the first place? Or was there any other reason that you could dip into and let us know? And I know this is a brief communication, so you couldn't go into all those details if, if you have them available. Yeah, absolutely. So the limitations are that we relied on the endoscopist's indication. So to the extent that either the personal history or family history wasn't elicited or symptom history wasn't elicited or wasn't check marked. So we could only rely on the records where it was marked that there was no high risk features, no symptoms, and this was a, a screening colonoscopy. Uh, so that does introduce some amount of bias. Also the GI quick for, the, for these data, the race and ethnicity uh, fields were, are, are not reliably captured and we couldn't report on them. And as you know, even before last year, African-Americans were recommended to start screening at age 45. So that could compose uh, some of this group, 
the other uh, contributions could be from people that are maybe not having any symptoms, but are worried about things. So that could lead to somewhat of a biased sample. And we thought this would be a good starting point since we have never screened this age group in a concerted fashion before. And then we figured as we accumulate data, we can figure out if we were on the mark or were we very far off. And I think the results are a little heartening because if they were truly higher risk, the ADR should have been higher, but it actually ended up being lower. So it gives us a little uh, comfort that this is not wildly off the mark. So there has been some controversies about ADR suitability as the only benchmark or is the benchmark for the colonoscopy. Do you think as a result of this, this is the study that will tell us that the ADR should go down for these patients or should we not be worrying about them because it's being increasingly used as a, as a mark of how good your colonoscopy and how good a colonoscopist you are. So any thoughts about this? And this could also be part of your take-home points for our people who are listening to this podcast, because I think this is a very clear and succinct you know, observation that you've made. But how do we carry it from here? And what are the take-home points for our listeners? Absolutely. So I think the message is that endoscopists can expect a small drop in their ADR as we start including this 45 to 49-year-old pool. However, as a proportion of everybody that undergoes screening colonoscopy, this will continue to be a very small number. And hence, the overall ADR may not, for a whole practice, may not change very much. And the other important point is the ADR will still stay above the benchmark. Because as you know, the benchmarks have been deliberately set fairly low as the minimum threshold of 25%. And most endoscopists have ADRs much higher than that. So even with this small drop, the ADR will probably stay above that benchmark, which will, again, satisfy quality reporting. But as time goes by, these are things we're interested in. The important caveat here is younger patients and in particular younger women have much lower ADR. So if there truly was an endoscopist that was maybe perhaps doing screening colonoscopies on a very young cohort as a large chunk of their screening colonoscopy population, they might see a bigger drop. Uh, And at that point, we might start thinking about adjusting our ADRs by age But at this time, just to keep it simple and for reporting purposes, we're going to not recommend changing the benchmarks, even after inclusion of this group. Okay. Thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Shaukat. And I thank you and your colleagues from Minnesota, from uh, New York, um, as well as from the GI Quick Consortium and uh, from Indiana, who have participated in this study and published it in the American uh, Journal of Gastroenterology. It's published ahead of print right now, and you can catch it in in the May section. Thank you, uh, Dr. Shaukat, again for this time. Oh, thank you.